A very warm welcome to the funeral service here at the Wooden Crematorium for Frances O'Hare. Welcome to her relatives who are here with us today, to her son and daughters, Therese, Mary, Michael and Frances. Welcome also to her brother James and welcome to family members and of course particularly the grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Welcome to all the people who are not able to be here today but who will be joining us on the live feed and the audio recording. This will be available later in the afternoon. A special word of welcome to Moya in the States. I thank the family for inviting me to conduct the service of today's funeral. Francis had a long association, as you know, with St Bride's Parish in Cambus Lang. It was there that she made all her sacraments, and it seems fitting that the parish priest of this parish, which meant so much to her, should say these final prayers for her. Personally, I thank the family for inviting me to do this. The funeral itself takes place in difficult circumstances of this pandemic. Many people who would wish to be here are just not able to be here because of the restrictions. They send to the family their love and their affection and their prayers. They send also deep expressions of sadness at Francis's death. All the family who are here today, those joining us in other places, are very sad indeed. For Frances herself was a wonderful woman, kind, generous, wise and good. Some people, as you know, get a long life. Some people get a short life. Frances's life in years was a long one. It was a life that was full of hard work, love and support for all the family. She was kind, generous and warm-hearted. The last years of her life, there was a lot of ill health. She needed the care provided by Darnley Court Care Home and the family would like to express their thanks to that care home for their outstanding work over these last years of her life. I'm sure that all feel a bright light has gone out of life with her passing, but in another way that light will always burn brightly in the hearts of all who loved her and knew her. Those acts of kindness, that great love will remain. Her place in every, everyone's heart will be assured. St Paul, in the service, reminds us that love does not come to an end. Those words seem important to recall today. That love that people had for her will never end, but will grow and deepen as the years pass by. We turn in prayer today to God, who heals the broken-hearted, who binds up wounds. He consoles us in our sadness. He lifts us up when we are down. We are aware of his loving presence here with us, in this place. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Dear brothers and sisters, we believe that all the ties of friendship and affection which knit us as one do not unravel with death. Confident that God always remembers the good we have done and forgives our sins, let us pray asking God to gather Francis to himself. Lord our God, the death of our dear sister recalls our human condition and the brevity of our lives here on earth. But for those who believe in your love, death is not the end, nor does it destroy the bonds that you forge in our lives. We share the faith of your son's disciples and the hope of the children of God. Bring the light of Christ's resurrection to this time of testing and pain as we pray for Francis and for those who have loved her. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The words of St Paul in the letter to the Corinthians remind us especially about love. Love is always patient and kind, it's always generous, it doesn't take offence and is always merciful. And love is the thing that never comes to an end. Faith and hope are the great gifts of God, but the greatest of the gifts is love. And St John in one of his letters reminds us that those who live in love always live in God. It must have been hard over those last years of Francis's life to see her needing so much care. The contrast between those last years and what went before couldn't have been greater. All her life she was a woman of great energy seemingly inexhaustible energy. She seemed always to be doing things and, as you know, moving at high speed. She had boundless energy and seemed able to do most things through the dint of hard work. The last years, of course, were different. All of that energy had drained away and she needed the help and the care of others. The home in which she lived in those last years The carers supported her through those difficult last years. And the family and their visits gave her their love, their encouragement, and kept her spirits up. I'm sure that everything in life today feels different, not to have Francis any longer. It must be, as I mentioned at the beginning, to seem as if a light has gone out of life. But in another sense, That light itself can never go out, for as St Paul himself reminds us, love does not come to an end. Love can never be extinguished. Love can never pass away. In the service today, those 
readings that I've mentioned to you from St Paul and St John are both in the theme of love. In the beautiful reading from the letter to the Corinthians, St Paul speaks about the qualities of love. And at the end he reminds us that the thing that remains and the greatest thing of all is love. Perhaps that's what you feel today in this place. Francis' love for you and your love for her will remain. Not only will it not pass away, but it is sure as your life progresses to deepen. You will not stop loving her, missing her, thinking about her and valuing her. That love will remain and deepen as you continue with your life. St John, in the reading of Mass today, also the reading of the service today, also reminds us that those who live in love live in God. That beautiful thought of simply living in love as to find God is something that strikes us as very powerful today. Love is never far away. God is never far away from us. He's there in the love that we have for one another, and we don't have to search to find him. Just a few words about Frances's life today. She was born on the 4th of October 1933. Her parents were Michael and Elizabeth Dowdigan, both themselves, of course, from Canvas Lang. Desmond, Eilish, Moya, James and John were sisters and brothers, and Anne, a cousin, had come to live with them when she was just aged nine. Frances's mother died when Frances was just 16 years of age, and her own father died around about the time of her marriage. The family home was an exceptionally happy home, and I believe also a friendly home in which friends loved to visit. They were a hearty and joyful family, the Dowdigans, and very hospitable. And, apparently, they were all good singers. She'd been born in the main street and grew up in the Caledonian circuit. She made the sacraments, her sacraments at St Bride's, and was very devoted to the parish. She attended St Bride's uh, school and uh, was a smart, intelligent girl, went to Elmwood Convent School, where she did well. Her early working life was with the civil service, and she rose swiftly through the ranks. She married John O'Hare at St Bride's on the 14th of May 1958, and we remember John especially today in her service. He was a very fine businessman, as you know yourself, and very conscientious. I believe also that he prided himself on being very thrifty. There is a story told in the family, I believe, that he told everyone that he bought a £30 suit from Macro for Therese's wedding. <laughs> Little did he know that Francis had replaced it with a more expensive suit from Slater's, unbeknown to him. He might have been thrifty, but she was wily. In the early part of married life, uh, they pitched camp at 33 Howes Hill Road and lived there until 1971 and built, as you probably know, the famous outdoor pool in the garden. Young neighbours and relatives had endless hours of fun in the sub-zero waters. To my knowledge, this was the first 
and the last outdoor pool ever built in Cabot Sang. It wasn't one of Mum and Dad's best ideas. Certainly not one that caught up in the town, caught on in the town. John, of course, was a businessman and Francis helped him in these enterprises. And they took over the Sherbrooke Castle Hotel and turned it into an exceptional hotel, which of course it remains to this day. They were to move to Edsel Drive in Newton Mearns. It's difficult to underestimate the work and the energy that Francis herself put into this enterprise uh, of the hotel. She did every job and would work every hour. She never put off till tomorrow what could be done today. She was a woman with a wise head and seemingly boundless energy. No job was too big or too small for her to undertake. Of course, the family say that they also were drafted in. The devil makes work for idle hands. Married life uh, uh, for both John and herself, four children. Here today, of course, Therese, Mary and Michael and Francis. Each of these were the apple of Francis's eye. I'm sure she was delighted to live long into their lives and to see each of them thrive and do well. And I'm sure that today each of you take great pride in the wonderful mother that you had, for she means so much to each of you. She was delighted to be a grandmother to David and Paul and John and Michael and Craig and Claire and Lindsay and Emma and Jonathan, and great-grandmother to Casey and Riley and Ruby and Mamie and Logan and Emily. Each of you, I know, loved your gran very much indeed, and you knew the warmth of her love for you. This is a blessing that you'll carry into life, a blessing that will remain and sustain you. I was asking the family uh, what were her particular talents, and the answer was so many, but she seemed to be able to turn her hand to most things. Maybe one of those, there was one no problem that was too great for her to find solutions to. Brother James uh, said of her that she was not the kind of person that you could say she couldn't do anything because she very often proved you wrong. She would do it, overcome the obstacles, she had a kind of daredevil spirit. The family also mentioned that she was very good with everyone. She had an easygoing nature, but also could be very, very firm when needed. In the 1960s, both herself and John bought a holiday home in Menorca. This was to be a place of great memories for the family, great times spent together. In her life, Frances achieved a great deal through hard work. But she never lost that kindly and open way that she had. She was a generous, open and warm-hearted person. In later life, I met her myself when she visited Eilish. I will never forget her kindness, her gentleness to her sister in that last illness. She was an exceptionally good sister to her. It's been a long life 
in which she has done great good with the life that God has given her. Lots of kind acts, lots of support, lots of loving guidance and wise, wise counsel. She has been dedicated to the life of this family. St Paul says that love remains. When everything else goes, love remains. There's faith and hope, but the greatest gift of all is love. When it comes to count the blessings of life for all who are present here, count the blessings of the love that she had for each of you, because it is a prized possession. In the end today, we ask the God of love to bless her with peace, to reward her for her gentleness and kindness, to bless her at the end of her journey through life. My brother, uh, Paul John, wanted to say a few words today. Obviously, unfortunately, he couldn't make it. Um, I'm a thousand miles across the ocean, but my thoughts are with my granny and all of you today. I'm not good with death, although inevitable for all of us. I don't like to discuss it or think about it. I miss my gran. There is something soothing knowing that she will be with granddad. <clears throat> for me, and I think I can speak for all the grandkids, Granny and Granddad's house was a home away from home. The door was always open. We all love spending time with her. As younger kids, we can all remember sliding down the red carpeted staircase or running through the attic crawl space when my brother Michael put his foot through the ceiling <laughs> in the lounge room. Okay, it was actually me. But that's not the point. I remember getting home after school, jumping on my bike and riding down to my granny's house where you got made toast in the winter and you hoped she had her soup going. You were then sitting watching 15 to 1 or Judge Judy or Countdown and granny had her crossword puzzles going. On sunny days, it made me happy to see her in the front garden. When the weather was good, although maybe I should have listened a little bit better because I'm hopeless in mine. Lip, balm, lip balms and cardigans were always invoke strong, beautiful memories of Granny. As I get older, I was instructed to tell Granny when I was home from a night out or from a late shift at the hotel. Before leaving, she would, she would say, come with me, and, would, and you would follow her into her bedroom where she would go into the magic closet and she would always make sure you had taxi money for getting home. Fast forward, God says it's time. He told Granny to come with me and she did. In situations like this, I always tend to stick with the positive images and stories instead of the sad part. Like Christmas or New Year, Granny would pour her sherry or drink a glass of champagne. So to her beautiful life, I say cheers and rest in peace. We love you.
Before we go our separate ways, let us take leave of our dear sister. May our farewell express our affection for her, may it ease our sadness and strengthen our hope. One day we shall joyfully greet her again, when the love of Christ, which conquers all things, destroys even death itself. Into your hands, Father of mercies, we now commend our dear sister. In the sure and certain hope that together with all who have died in Christ, she will rise with him in the last day. Merciful Lord, turn toward her and listen to our prayers. Open the gates of paradise to your servant and help us to remain, to comfort one another with assurances of faith. Until we all meet in Christ and are with you and with our dear sister forever. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Eternal rest, grant unto her a Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon her. May she rest in peace, and may her soul and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. And may the peace of God, which is beyond all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And now may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Thank you.